What is going on, everyone? You have found the Mission Driven Made podcast, where we provide you with unfiltered fitness truth. And of course, welcome back to another episode of the Friday Debrief. If you're new today, and if you're wondering what I'm talking about when I say unfiltered fitness truth, what is that? So the fitness industry as a whole does have some amazing human beings, but it also has a very large dark side. Now, one that's full of false marketing, one that's full of clickbait, false promises, false hope, and then also a system that's designed to get you to feel bad about yourself to then and go buy their products. So we created this platform, this brand, and this podcast all to help combat this. So again, if you're new today, uh, thanks for joining. We're really excited that you're here. And for the rest of you, if you didn't see earlier in the week, there was a really big announcement that I announced on Instagram that I'm still really excited about. And I'd been wanting to <laughs> announce that for weeks, uh, but I didn't until just the other day. And that was the announcement where I welcomed uh, Clayton Taylor, uh, my new permanent co-host and team member of Mission Driven Mate. So I can't even tell you how excited I am. I can't even articulate the, the correct words to all of you about what this means to have Clayton on board. Now, let me give you a little bit about his background. We're going to get deeper into that when he records his first episode with me coming up here. But let me give you just a, a brief overview of who he is, a bit about his background. Then I'm going to go into why I decided to bring someone else on board and to have a permanent co-host. So Clayton, we'll start uh, with his fitness industry experience. So he's been a personal trainer uh, for about the last uh, four years training people. He absolutely loves it. He's very knowledgeable. He's very passionate about it. And he's very, I would say, fiercely empathetic with people, which uh, makes him a great trainer in that regard, because that's a quality that not a lot of people have. So Clayton has all that. Now, also, on top of uh, his experience and his knowledge there, he also has a background in psychology. He has his uh, bachelor's degree. And this was also something I was really looking forward to. I feel as though psychology, or at least human behavior in general, can be the missing piece sometimes when it comes to coaching people in the fitness world, or if you're just an everyday gym goer or even a fitness enthusiast, understanding your own behavior, that could make the difference of getting from where you are to where you eventually want to be with your goals, is the the behavior component of that. So having Clayton on the show... We're going to be able to dive a little bit deeper into psychology-related things, which I love. I love learning about psychology. I do not have a degree in psychology or anything like that, but I have gone through some certification courses uh, that focused on psychology. So I'm just a sponge for that stuff and can't wait to learn more from Clayton. So Clayton is also highly intelligent. He's very emotionally intelligent. Like I said, he's fiercely empathetic with people. And here's my favorite part uh, about Clayton, besides from all that. So I have known Clayton for about 25 years now. And Clayton, and including the group of friends that we used to hang out with, they, especially him, they were the people where I felt like I could be my full and genuine, authentic self around. Now, that's huge. I don't know about you guys, but unfortunately, over the years, and this is my own fault, sometimes when I'm around people, I feel as though 
I have to censor or filter my words a little bit. And this isn't saying that I want to be rude to people or abrasive or blunt, but I just feel as though I can't be my full self. Now, I don't know exactly why that is, but point being with Clayton, I can be that around him. And that's a very refreshing thing, you know, especially someone like me. I don't necessarily trust people the easiest. So to bring someone on board here, it had to be someone that I wholeheartedly trust and one that I knew would bring tremendous value, of course, to me and then to all of you. So how did this whole thought start with bringing on a co-host and bringing on another team member for Mission Driven Made? So about five or six, let me see, maybe even seven months ago now um, when this, uh, when the brand started, I was adamant about doing this by myself, <laughs> especially the podcast. I didn't want to have anyone else there, uh, of course, minus the guests that I had on interviews, but I didn't want anyone else there permanently as my co-host. I wanted to just do it all by myself so I can be uh, in control of it. And then I started to realize a couple things. My perception started to shift as time went on. I started to think about my absolute favorite podcast in the world. And when I listened to that, what was it that I liked so much about that podcast? And on top of that, as I was trying to dissect what it was that I liked so much about the podcast, I realized there's co-hosts on the podcast. So I realized maybe, maybe I'm onto something with the co-hosting and how it can be very valuable. And this is something that I realized when you have a really good show that has co-hosts, something pretty special happens. And this is especially if the co-hosts know each other very well, just like I do with Clayton. When people are comfortable with each other like that, and they're in a room, they're conversing, what happens is you exchange ideas. And what it does for the listeners as you're hearing those ideas exchanged is you hear multiple perceptions or ideas related to that set topic. So for example, if I was explaining something, I don't know, uh, like strength training and how to improve there, it might not make sense the way I say it to you guys, but Clayton can come in and say it, and maybe it would then make sense to you. Maybe a light bulb would go off because of the way he said it. Now, on top of that, something else I've noticed with the best podcast, the co-host, they don't necessarily agree on everything, and there's something so authentic to me about having people that have the same mission, but they don't have the same brain. They view things a little bit different. So I felt bringing on someone like that, that would create transparency, excuse me, transparency. And then it would also really humanize the podcast and uh, really help to connect with all of you. So I hope that made sense. But that is a few of the main reasons why I brought him on and you guys are going to love him. He's a deep thinker. Like I said, he's super intelligent and I just can't wait to get him on here. We're going to start recording together uh, pretty soon here coming up in the next uh, week or two. And how we're going to start is we're going to record one to two a week together and go from there. Eventually, I don't know if I mentioned this to you guys already on a previous episode, but eventually this podcast is going to be four to five times a week type of a thing. You know, think Joe Rogan or something like that, where it's, you know, almost every day there's going to be a new episode. So that is going to be uh, the goal. 
So without further ado, let's get into today's topic, and it's going to be a fun one for some of you, and that is my honest overview of CrossFit. Now, why did I decide to do this? Well, CrossFit, I know there's <laughs> there's a lot of haters out there with CrossFit, but CrossFit is definitely near and dear to my heart. It was a part of who I was, not who I was, excuse me, but a big part of what I did for years and for different reasons. You know, initially when I was doing CrossFit, it was before I was in the fire department, I started training in that type of way to improve my fitness before I got hired by the fire department and went to the fire academy. And then eventually, uh, later on, I coached CrossFit. I did it for, uh, let's say I coached for maybe three years or so with CrossFit and then also, of course, uh, trained that way. And the community there, the people, and just the time there, it meant so much to me. Uh, but... I stopped doing CrossFit about a year ago or so. Actually, it's been over a year. And this is due to, um, I had a career-ending back injury with the fire department, but I ended up getting hurt again. Hurting my, the. It was kind of an exacerbation of that injury again while doing CrossFit. And I kept getting hurt over and over. So I eventually decided um, it would be best to stop and switch to more of a traditional strength and conditioning you know, type of a program. So anyways, I thought it would be great to talk about uh, since, you know, I still love all the people that do CrossFit. I had such a great time, but I don't do it anymore. So I thought it'd just be a, a good time to do a review. So we're going to start with a couple pros. We're going to go through three pros and then followed by three cons. And they aren't even necessarily cons because it's really person dependent on if it's actually a con or not. So you guys are going to see what I mean when we get there. But let's start with point number one with the pros. So point number one is going to be the community. Now I know I mentioned this a second ago, but it is real. There is nothing like the CrossFit community. And that's probably why <laughs> for people that have never done CrossFit, why they think it's almost cultish because people that do it always talking about it because <laughs> they because they love it so much but it's true there's never been a place that I've personally been to uh, as far as communities that is so welcoming to every person that walks in through those doors no matter how different you are or whatever walk of life you come in from everyone for the most part leaves their ego at the door and then welcomes those people in as you get to, you know, train together and do some, some hard workouts together. And I remember at every day, I'd be so excited to come in. I'd wake up. This is for years. I still wake up early, but I, I would wake up at four 30 in the morning. I would get to the gym by, I don't know, five 15 to five 30 and start my warm up. <laughs> with all my injuries, I had to warm up uh, for a very long time to be in a little bit less pain. And I remember every day walking in how excited it was to see my then boss who also owned the gym, uh, shout out to Mike Studley, love you. And my training partner at the time, Mikey Lovato. So those two, I saw just about every day, at least I would say five days a week, sometimes six days a week uh, for years. So just seeing them and being around them is a staple of my routine. So I was always excited to come in and do that. And then on top of that, of course, the rest of the CrossFit community. I love coming in and seeing everyone and being a part of everyone's life and just going through, you know, these hour sessions together of uh, what I call micro microdose adversity. So 
you know, they're really hard. The workout's really hard, but there's something to be said when you suffer together. Now, I don't want to say suffer like it's actual suffering. Yeah, you guys know what I mean there. But in CrossFit, with it being so intense and so challenging, that is something that it provides that's a little bit different than other communities. Now, I've been a part of other church communities. I've been a part of other gyms. And then I've also been a part of some very tight-knit work communities with the careers that I've been in. But still, even with that being said, the CrossFit community, I would say, takes the cake when it comes to providing a community atmosphere as well. Now, something else along the lines of community that was really impressed with CrossFit. So when CrossFit started taking off, when it started booming, and this was, let's see, 2007, 2008, something like that, it really started taking off. And at that time, uh, the sport of Olympic weightlifting, I wouldn't call it huge. It wasn't a, a super known thing to the, the everyday person or everyday gym goer. They didn't know much about it. But with Olympic weightlifting being a part of CrossFit, since those movements are performed in CrossFit, when CrossFit started to explode, it pulled up the weightlifting community. And what it did is it blended all these different types of communities together. Now, what used to happen, at least through my perception, if you're a powerlifter or a bodybuilder or a crossfitter or a strongman, whatever type of training modality you followed, normally you didn't really blend in with everyone else. You didn't really have communities that were combined together uh, per se. But with CrossFit, it started doing that. And like I said, it started with Olympic weightlifting. And then I started seeing people from the strongman community and then even from the powerlifting community all kind of blend together a little bit, if that makes sense. So I, I thought that was just something very special too. And then also CrossFit, I believe, is one of the training modalities that is responsible for getting people to move. Now, what I mean is it seemed as though for a while working out, not saying it wasn't popular or anything. Of course, you know, people still went to commercial gyms, but I feel as though there are so many people that if it wasn't for CrossFit, that they wouldn't have got up from the couch every day, you know, after work and gone in and done some type of physical activity. So it really created this active lifestyle type of environment, whether you were a Navy SEAL or whether you were in your 70s, and you'd never exercised a day in your life. So it did a fantastic job just getting people to move and just creating an active lifestyle. So number one, I'm going to have to say community. Now moving on to number two, now, I know this is going to sound cliche, but the challenge that CrossFit brings. Now, unless you were Matt Fraser or Tia Toomey, there is almost no way you can be good at everything in CrossFit. There are so many different components of CrossFit that you're going to be challenged with at some time or other. Now, this can be anything from you're going to do the, the standard powerlifting movements uh, that you see, that, you know, back squat, uh, bench press, and deadlift. That's part of CrossFit along with a bunch of other compound lifts like that. 
And then also in CrossFit, you're going to have to learn some basic gymnastic movements, you know, from handstand walking to ring muscle-ups to bar muscle-ups to handstand push-ups, pull-ups, dip variations, all that. So you're going to do that there as well. And then on top of that, Olympic weightlifting, like I mentioned earlier, which is an extremely technical sport and a technical skill to learn. And I, I think it really takes years to to not suck at Olympic weightlifting. That's how challenging it is, at least for me. It took a couple years to go from horrendous to, okay, just kind of bad. <laughs> so uh, Olympic lifting is going to challenge just about everyone uh, because of how technical it is. Also in CrossFit, you're going to have to get good at doing very high power output type of events, you know, where heart rate is just through the roof. And then on top of this, CrossFit also encompasses some endurance type of workouts. Like if you think of a workout like Murph that takes most people anywhere from 30 minutes to sometimes, you know, an hour and a half to complete. So to be good at CrossFit, you have to be good at all of those things, or at least pretty good at all of those things. So if you're someone that likes to be challenged, then CrossFit is definitely going to be the way to go. So that's number two for you, the challenge behind it. Now, number three, this is probably tied for number one. Maybe even this one would be considered a number one for me. But number three is it increased my desire to learn or to be a lifelong learner. Now, I have always been into researching and studying and, and learning, especially with things that I really like and really care about. I, Since I was a teenager, I studied about fitness and nutrition and anything that had to do with those two things I was studying all the time. But something about CrossFit when I got there, it increased my desire to learn even more than I was already doing. Now, this is why. With CrossFit being so challenging, what it did for me every day, this was as a coach and then also as just someone training there as it humbled me every single day. CrossFit con uh, consistently showed me and then also, of course, the people around me, my weaknesses, they were continuously exposed, you know? So for example, when I came in there, man, my, especially my legs were so weak and could not really produce any effective type of power. And so, you know, this was of course embarrassing to me and I didn't like it, but what it created inside of me was this need to know more, to learn, and to just overall improve. It really and truly got me to do this. So I would go home every night if uh, there was something I felt I needed to work on that I just wasn't good at. I would go home, I would study it, and then as soon as I can, maybe the next day I would go and then try to apply the new skills I learned. Now, this is the same as coaching. Uh, since there's so many different things that you have to know, I was constantly researching different techniques um, to become a better coach or just understanding movement in a deeper degree. Now, it's it's a lot different, in my opinion, than, you know, coaching someone, uh, you know, with standard like physique training, not saying that's easy uh, at all, because it's not, but CrossFit encompasses so many different things, you have to know at least a moderate amount at these different things to be a decent coach. So with all that being said, I'm just very thankful uh, for CrossFit because it did increase my desire to learn. And I've taken that to just about every other part of my life. So those are the three pros for you. Now let's move into the cons. And like I said, some of these aren't necessarily real cons depending on 
who's listening. So this is very context-based and uh, based on what I went through. Uh, that's the only reason I listed these as cons. So I'm going to start with number one. And number one is chasing too many goals at once. Now, some of you have probably heard the saying, hopefully I don't butcher this too bad. But if you try to chase two rabbits, then you're probably not going to catch either. Now, this is how I started feeling in CrossFit. So I just named all the different stuff that you have to learn to be decent at CrossFit, right? So there's all these different things that you're going to have to continuously work on. Now, this wasn't a problem for, I would say, the first two years or so. The funny thing, though, I had heard this over and over from people that were outside of the CrossFit community or that left the CrossFit community. I heard them saying, for two years or so, it's going to be fine. You're going to improve with just about everything, but there's going to reach a time where you plateau and you're not going to get better at anything. You're just going to kind kind of stall and stay there for a while. So I didn't believe this at first, but I did notice right around the two-year mark that is exactly what happened. Not only did I plateau, I wasn't getting stronger, you know, in any type of lift. I actually went the other way. Now, some of my lifts, uh, like my back squat, my deadlift, for example, went down by about 60 to 70 pounds or so, uh, which obviously is not a good thing. And now this wasn't just a one-time thing. I noticed this for a while. My lifts were just going down and down and down. I was chasing so many different things at the same time. And I wasn't able to bring up any of my weaknesses, especially just my absolute strength and all the stuff with my lower body that I was telling you guys a bit ago that I was struggling with. So chasing too many goals. And after you do something like CrossFit, you know, for a couple of years, if that happens, the smart thing to do is to start focusing more on one thing, whatever it is your weakness is, or at least putting more effort there. So for me, that needed to be strength. I just needed to get stronger. But with the amount of CrossFit I was doing, it just wasn't happening. And so if you're not specific, it's going to be very hard to improve uh, across these uh, different skills um, and different movements that you're learning. So chasing too many goals at once. Now, The second one, it's kind of funny because this can be a pro depending on the way you look at it. So number two is the competitive environment. Now, right off the bat, if I heard that, I love that. I love being in competitive environments. I think that is a fantastic thing. Now, here is the reason why it was a con for me after a while. So I was injured when I started CrossFit, my back was pretty messed up. And then as time went on, I started to sustain injuries in CrossFit. My left quad tendon, so a little tendon that is above your knee, that started hurting and bothered me for probably a year and a half. And it got to the point I couldn't even sit down for more than a few minutes with my knee flexed without my quad tendon hurting. Uh, So that started happening. Then my shoulder, my shoulder would be in so much pain sometimes that I I struggle to take off my own shirt. It was hard to lift my arm up whatsoever because of the pain in my shoulder. So I would go just weeks and weeks just pushing through the pain. And what I tried to do with my with my left knee is I tried to use a knee sleeve just to kind of uh, mask the pain um, and, and the symptoms and everything so I could just get through the workouts. And then with my shoulder, I was, you know, taping it up uh, on a regular basis to um, try to, 
quote unquote, fix the pain, even though I, I definitely wasn't doing that at all. Uh, so with the competitive environment, like I said, it's not the competitive environment's fault that this happened to me. Now, what happened, if I could describe this a little bit more clearly and what I mean by this. So when you are put in a room with other people, some of them being competitive as well, and on top of that, you are racing against the clock for a lot of the workouts. You start at the same time, you say one, two, three, go, and then everyone goes. So that alone, that creates competition. And if you're competitive, obviously you don't want to lose. So even while I was injured, I struggled with throttling back during times like this because uh, I just wanted to win all the time. And that was obviously a really stupid thing for me to do. But the, if you think about being in a competitive environment, if you are a competitive human being, it's the human behavior aspect of all this where you can really get yourself in trouble. So like I said, if you are competitive and you see a clock that you're racing against, you see other people, and then on top of that, when you're done with your workout, you're naming your time or the score that you got, it goes on a board for everyone to see. So yeah, after a while, I just really started realizing maybe it wasn't best for me to keep putting myself in a competitive type environment while I was injured. Some people could definitely do that. I uh, unfortunately wasn't able to. So yeah, let's move on to uh, the last one, uh, number three, and that is high repetition Olympic lifting. Now, this is one that I've actually gone back and forth a lot on, and I've heard both sides of this argument. And this is the only one, you know, that I wanted to mention today that would be a little bit of a knock on CrossFit's programming. And here's the thing, high repetition Olympic lifting, I think is a ton of fun. I really do. Uh, we, I remember we had workouts, um, like one that was called Grace, which you would do 30 clean and jerks um, as fast as you can with 135 pounds. So that type of workout, I thought it was really fun. But as time went on, I started to to listen to more Olympic lifters that did that as their craft and did only that and didn't do CrossFit. And I started to really understand and realize when you were doing the Olympic lifts, which is the clean and jerk and the snatch, those movements are supposed to be movements of power of uh, excuse me of power movements where you are trying to create as much power as possible. And so what that means is when you are creating power. You should not be doing high repetitions. So if you watch Olympic weightlifters, they're going to do maybe a couple reps at the most. They're going to put the weight down and they're going to rest. Uh, but with CrossFitters, we would do 30 repetitions, 50 repetitions, whatever the number was that day. And at that point, it's not a power movement anymore. You're really taken away from the actual purpose and intent of that lift. Now, I might as well bring up the other side of the argument, which is a great argument. And one could just say, okay, well, why don't you just go lighter when you're doing Olympic lifts if it's for high repetition? So your form doesn't break down, and so you can produce power. And that that is a good argument. I do completely understand that. But I'm still not completely convinced that doing Olympic lifts in a high repetition fashion is uh, the way to go. So there you have it, everyone. Uh, let's go through the list uh, one more time. We're going to start with the pros again. So number one, the community. Number two, the challenge. 
Number three, increasing my desire to learn. Uh, now, number one with the cons, chasing too many goals at once. Number two, the competitive environment. And number three, the high repetition Olympic list. All right, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Mission Driven Made podcast and hanging around for a Friday debrief, especially I know you guys are going to be busy with the holidays and with Christmas and everything. So those of you that listen today, thank you so much for the support. Now, if you like our content, if you've been enjoying it, please subscribe to the show. Take just a moment there, scroll down to the bottom of your phone where you see the show notes there and leave us a five-star review. It's just going to take a second and it's going to help grow the show tremendously. Now, I'm also really excited to announce on here that I recently started a private online fitness community um, for Mission Driven Made, and it is called The Forum. And The Forum is completely free. And what it is, it's a place where you can start conversations about fitness, about nutrition, about mindset, about life, really anything you want, and interact with other listeners of the podcast and of the community. Also, I'm going to be on there every day. Clayton is going to eventually be on there too to answer any fitness-related questions that you guys have. So if something comes up, uh, whatever the question is, put it there, and I will uh, be sure to get back to you as soon as I can. Also, uh, some of the uh, questions that are asked on a repetitive basis on there, I'm going to feature on later podcast episodes. So some of your questions are going to end up uh, on here. All right, guys, that is it for today. Go have an awesome rest of your Friday. Love all you guys. And until next time, stay mission driven.